Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on our Tri-State Training Day podcast. We are Excited to have on Sean Barnes, Senior Vice President of FFL Ascent, elite producer helping 40 families a month personal. This guy's seeing the business at all perspectives. The, the, the place where you're at right now, Sean, is where you really start learning this business. You're selling a lot. You're recruiting a lot. You have people moving through your deal, new agents getting started, new agents having their best record days, record weeks, record months. And now you have managers also who are hiring with you or recruiting with you, bringing people on board. So it's got to feel pretty good to be on the rise right now, coming off of a a record-breaking four-week month for FFL Ascent. But before we get into everything, my man, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm blessed and uh, excited to be here, man. I appreciate you guys and uh, excited to uh, add some value. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're going to um, add plenty of value because you have plenty to offer. So um, how's it feel, man, to be um, ascending? Man, it feels good, but I think the best feeling is that just so many people are winning, which is why I got into this. And so that that's a great feeling for sure. No doubt. I mean, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take this back a little bit to when you came to the Orlando – um, annual convention, you know, drove a, a nice five minutes from your house to come see me. And you came backstage and you had grave concerns. I don't know what they were from, like whether you could do it or not, or whether you were just confused and wanted much more clarity or you were nervous. But you had the the face of someone who was was nervous or anxious about this career, about actually making the leap. Do you remember that, brother? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. And, and Mark, I'll say, dude, it was all of the above. All right. All of it. Dude, can you take us down that path? What was going through your mind at that time? Because clearly we are light years away from that day, which was only a, only about 18 months ago. And I know that You've moved past that way sooner. So I do want to get into that. But what was going on in your mind at that time? Honestly, I think it was just so much um, limited self-belief is really what it was. Okay. And I think I just needed some validation. You know, I'd n- no one in my family's ever been an entrepreneur. I had dreams of doing it, but I didn't have anybody to go to for that experience. And so I think it was the nervousness of, can I do it? And I think at that time I was transitioning from wanting to just produce, but I wanted to build at the same time. Got it. And I had never done anything like that. Hmm. So I think I was looking for you know clarity, uh, obviously some direction on how to do it, but really the self-belief, I think is what I was grasping at the most. Were you selling then? Were you weren't you like part time at that time? I don't remember. No, I was full time for probably five months at that point. that point. 
Mm-hmm. And it was not whether you could do well for yourself. It was, could you start building? Correct. And I think it was the same process mentally I was going through when I was transitioning to the building side that I went through from the personal side. Okay. Could I do it? Doesn't make sense. You know, is this going to work for me? And then when I went kind of through that whole cycle again, when I was looking to build a team. Got it. Makes sense. Now, <clears throat> that broke off, too, at a certain point. Now, building, mm-hmm. you constantly always have questions because mm-hmm. you're just dealing with people at a real scale. And, and there's all different types of people and you know different types of ways you have to meet people where they're at and what they're working with and all those things. But at what point from that annual convention, which was 2021, did you start to feel that nervousness or anxiousness release a little bit? When did that start happening? Uh, I think when I came out of convention and I had 15 people in class, <laughs> by the time convention was over, I, I think at that point it kind of made more sense. So you were putting people in class during convention? Is that what I'm hearing? Man, man, I got fired up hearing different people talk, and I would go in between sessions and make phone calls. <laughs> I never heard this. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were actually in between sessions calling up friends and putting them in class. How many of those people yeah. graduated class and are working with you? Uh, I would say probably 25%. Okay. I like that, though. That's very aggressive. I, I It reminds me of my story and when I first got to a convention and I saw it. And I, was, I had already been through, you know, multiple types of conventions like this. So I was just like, all right whatever what is this one and then i saw it i was like oh snap and i started calling people that were already had done previous businesses with me where we didn't really make money and i started getting that conviction again like yo i have it would be an injustice if i didn't call these people (laughs) and let them know we're on a track to succeed so i'm assuming you had some of that in you yeah, you know, it, it was both of those. On one end, I was calling people that I knew deserved this opportunity after hearing so many good people um, that were average people, but just had an amazing story. Yeah. Um, talk about how much they were winning. And then so I, I kind of took two approaches. I called people that I knew would and could do this right out of the gate. And then I called people that I needed to hire around where they weren't going to make the leap right away. But I kind of posted as, hey, do you know anyone who could use this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Hoping they could see some people win and then kind of jump on board down the road. I love it, man. So here you are now helping 40 families a month, you know, and building a business. What was it like to ramp up to that level of production? You know, doing it in a way like, hey, act- attitude activity, your approach to it. And are you doing tele? Excuse me. Are you doing in-home or are you doing telesales? Are you doing a hybrid? Got it. Great question. So a lot of it goes back to, uh, again, the momentum I had coming out of convention. You know, I I increased my lead flow by by about 50 percent at that point and kind of just took off from there. But a lot of it was just the consistency. And so I I increased my lead flow by about 50 percent. And that gave me the ability to get in front of a lot more families. And I just kind of had a definite purpose to hit Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, started investing in the cold market side, which would really put the pressure on me to produce at a high level. Um, so really 
that was it. I mean, leads, working hard, running more appointments, and then also getting much more consistent in the field. I love it. Now, I wanted to touch on that because I remember you walking across the stage in 2022, getting your red jacket and how awesome that felt. Um, And, you know, when you just said what you said, you started pacing Hall of Fame. So in 20, Jesus, in 2021, Mm -hmm. there was a point of the year where you said, you know what? I want to be a Hall of Famer. Yes. Was that the beginning of the year or was that like an aha moment after convention? So it was definitely beginning of the year. I wanted to do it, but I think it didn't become more intentional until the last three or four months. Got it. Really? The last three or four months? Yeah. What did you enter into that in that third trimester of the year with? How much did you help? How many families did you help up until that point? Mm, I think probably about it was somewhere around 250. Okay. So 250 families. And then that final trimester, you had to mm. help another 150 families. Mm-hmm. And you knew you were tracking and you wanted to, to clinch that. What did that mean yeah. to you, the Hall of Fame? What did that mean to Va- you? It, it was validation. You know, I, I my wife came out of convention saying that I belonged up there, which mm. was a huge, you know, huge thing Man, for me. Let's go. But yeah, let's right. Let's go. Uh, but I just knew I could not for my team, I could not for myself, for my family, I could not go to convention in 22 without getting a red jacket. That's, I that's could awesome. Not. That's awesome. So that's amazing. Let, now, how does – that's a determination mm-hmm. that you that you willed yourself to or willed yourself from. Are you have you experienced that as a manager running a company helping 275 to 300 families a month? Oh, yeah, I think two stages. I think when I hit logo back in um, September or October of last year, you know, we it was very intentional and, uh, it, you know, it was it was an exciting moment. Um, so that was one huge moment. And then when I hit VP, that was a huge moment, too. Same mm-hmm. thing. Now, when you look at your team, the anatomy of your team, the structure of your team, and you mm-hmm. see people winning, I mean, you got some people that are cold crushing it. Um, two that I spoke to very recently, and Colin and Richie, who are just absolutely slaying it, you know. And you know, Richie's funny because he talks about how he abused you in basketball in college and how you couldn't guard him, but and he said it so <laughs> flippantly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you guys became best friends because you couldn't guard him. But anyway, so it was like <laughs> I will say I, I did try to be on his team a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear that podcast, dude. Uh, but yeah, so so you got guys that are just knocking the cover off the ball, and like you willed yourself in the fourth in the third trimester, fourth quarter of two thousand. 21 do you have a gear here in 2022 for your team yeah so we we're a little bit behind what i intended to be at but um a lot of what we're doing is very intentional now whether or not we hit those milestones you know i can't control that but just like when i was trying to hit uh hall of fame you know i wrote out exactly who how many appointments i needed to run how many i needed to see 
how many I would close and how many apps average I would write. I knew exactly the data that I needed to, to produce in order to hit Hall of Fame. Same thing with my team. I know the average AP per writer, submit. I know the percentage we issue. So I know, hey, I need to get this many people writing on average in order to hit those next goals. So it was very intentional. No doubt. What was it like starting to build your team and starting to see writers come through and having some success? It was slow, man. It was just a grind. Uh, I think I think in my mind, I thought it was going to be a lot easier and go a lot faster than it did. But uh, it was much slower and much harder. But the thing I did is I kept asking questions just to make sure that I was doing everything I was supposed to do and to make sure I was on pace. What I didn't want to do is, is just always know that I, I wasn't running in that gear that I needed to run. But man, the, the evolution I've come through as a manager, the way I talk to agents, the way I interview agents uh, a year ago versus now, right. it's like night and day. I've learned so much in that process. That's crazy. Um, I do want to hear about that, you know, because when you first, like you said, it was slow. When you first get started, there's so much you don't know. I mean, as like as far as like you know, helping people or or helping people at what tend what what seems to be a scale, right? So as you were kind of, as you said, detailing what you learned in the past year. What was that? What was some of the evolution like? So in the beginning, we didn't have a lot of structure as an agency. So I wasn't as intentional as I could have been. So on one hand, my my uh, recruiter was doing certain things. And then he was there were things that I needed to be doing as a manager that I wasn't following through on. Um, and my, recru- my recruiter was great. I just wasn't as intentional as I should have been working with the, the new candidates and things like that. Once I think we found the connection there and we built more chemistry and then we got to a point where we had actual processes in place, it really started to scale at that point. So now we reached that level. I think about logo, maybe VP, where we started actually instituting intentional processes that allowed us to grow at a faster pace. That's awesome. Now, you said it, it started, you had no structure. When did that structure start to get implemented? You know, what did that look like? You know, what are some things if I'm building a team? It's a mess. I'm trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like where you are. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, You know, once you start creating structure, streamlining process, things do get simpler. Mm -hmm. Who figured that out, Sean? And then what was put into place to make that transition smoother? Uh, I think it was a little bit of uh, actually just just asking questions, reaching out to Caleb, who's really phenomenal at that side. No and doubt. then actually starting to really pay attention and focus on the reports and the data so I can see how the agency's moving. Um, another good addition to our team was uh, Sam Overly, obviously coming in. He has a great mind for some of that stuff. So I was able to actually lean on him for some of the processes he was already putting in place. Mm. And then once I actually identified and developed leaders on my team, that really scaled us really fast because they were growing and it was, we were able to all lean on each other for our strengths. Yeah. I mean, that, that changes the game. 
I mean, that changes the game in any business, any team, is when we start accentuating people's strengths and getting the best out of, getting the best jewels out of everybody, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. seeing that now evolve in, at FFL Ascent and you guys are on the climb that you're on, you know, what are some of the goals you have for your team for 2020, for the back half of 2022? Mm-hmm. So we're shooting for that that 500 families a month mark. Um, that's kind of where I think we, we can genuinely get to. Um, I think within the next couple of months, we could be there. Um, for me personally, I want to hit Hall of Fame. And I want to take three guys with me. I got uh, two that I think could really do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to help someone come in that third place. We'll see. But yeah. I, I don't want to go, you know, next year, I'm not wearing my red jacket. I want to see my guys wear their red jacket. I love it, man. That's where I want to get to. Paying it forward, passing it down. Um, if you could talk to a new agent right now that's looking to get selling, selling a lot, recruiting a lot, what's some advice you'd give them? Man, my, my go-to is don't overthink it. You just got to jump in. Uh, it sounds so simple, and I think most people that do overthink as much as I do don't realize they're overthinking as much as they are. And so I think asking a lot of questions, kind of copy and pasting, and just jumping right in and just kind of move fast and break things. Very strong, man. You guys are killing it. You have a ton of momentum. You're leading from the front. No one's confused by what you do every month going out there and helping families and your ability to teach them to do the same. That's why you're, you're recruiting so many. It's also why it's attractive and why it's growing and why you have a record month. So thank you for doing all that you do, Sean. Thank you for continuing to lead and continue to show people that this is more than possible. And they, have a, they, have, they can do great things here at FFL. I appreciate your time today, buddy. Appreciate you, Mark. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep keep liking. We love you. God bless. Thanks, Sean.